You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 67. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. So today's topic, how to quit dieting, is one that I have really been looking forward to recording for you. So you're aware of the stats, right? 95% of weight loss efforts failed by the five-year mark, and you are so ready to quit dieting. And yet you find yourself going back to them over and over again. Breaking up is hard to do, right? (laughs) It's like the bad relationship you keep going back to, or at least the same kind of guy. It's like the universe is insisting that until you learn this something you need to learn, you're going to keep making the same mistake over and over again. So when it comes to weight loss, what do you think is the most common mistake people are making. Don't know? Well, if I were a betting person, it would be this one. So I don't know if it's what you're doing, but it's definitely the one that I was making. So you've heard me use the expression, begin with the end in mind, right? It's by Stephen Covey, and it's one of the seven habits of highly effective people. So when I say this, do you think, in terms of goal setting, right? Where do I want to go? What's my destination? And when it comes to weight loss, we usually start with things like, I want to lose 20 pounds or 50 pounds or 100 pounds. But you can also think in terms of, well, like I want to have the dream job, my dream job, right? Or a big house or two kids, (laughs) right? And a dog. I want to get married. I want to ace an exam or get into a good college. For entrepreneurs, it might be building a seven-figure business. And we often equate having these things with then being happy. So when I lose the weight, I'll be happy, right? So fair to say we've made start with the end in mind mean achieving a goal or obtaining something we want to have. Have you done this, right? I'm imagining you nodding your head. Now, clearly setting goals involves envisioning a future outcome in the world, right? I call these outcome goals or in your behavior, the habits, right? I call these process goals and then creating a plan and then taking action to achieve it. And we organize our time and energy based on our goals. They they help provide direction for our lives. And a lot of folks think that this is what it means to start with the end in mind. And they make the mistake, myself included, of thinking that setting goals and setting intentions are the same thing. Let me repeat that. We think setting goals and intentions are the same thing. So what ends up happening? If your goal is to lose weight, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Go on a diet, right? Or some kind of weight loss program, or maybe join a gym and start exercising more. And what happens then? More than likely, 
you do it for a while until you don't. And depending on how long a while is, you may actually lose some weight. And when you've reached your destination, that goal weight, how do you feel? Pretty good, right? But it's a fleeting, temporary feeling. And there's also pressure to set the next goal, right? Now what? And then, well, what usually happens after that? You stop doing what got you there. So the weight comes back. And then how do you feel? Disappointed, frustrated, stuck on the weight loss roller coaster or the struggle bus, right? What else? Maybe you feel like a failure. And that's why the failure rate is 95%. Get it? So we are also surrounded by messages about what our bodies are supposed to look like, right? We tie our worth to what we have. And in this culture, there's also a lot of money to be made offering people quick fixes for their problems. So believe me, the diet and weight loss industry, right? It's not going away. And well, unfortunately, a lot of doctors are also unwittingly caught up in this as well right? They're short on time. People want pills to treat the symptoms. It's far easier to take a pill than to change your lifestyle, right? And pharmaceutical companies are all for it as well, right? There's again, money to be made. And we are also very, very attached to outcomes, right? We're outcome driven. So when our expectations aren't met, right, those outcomes we desire, we get disappointed. And if we get repeated disappointments, right, that repeated failure, it can be very, very tempting not to set any goals at all, right, to just give up. Or like my friend Tim likes to say, we were standing in line at Starbucks and the person in front of us ordered a decaf, no whip, non-fat latte. He said, why bother? <laughs> so again, if you think begin with the end in mind just means setting goals, you're basically using this process. We start with what we want to have in order to figure out what we want to do to become what we desire. So in weight loss, it sounds like this. When I have lost the 50 pounds then I'll go and figure out the lifestyle thing so I can be happy and healthy. What we want to do is we, we want to flip this. So there's a consultant named Jim Fortin who calls this be, do, have. So to begin with the end in mind, we actually need to set our intentions and use them to inform the definition of our goals. So what's the difference between intentions and goals? Well, there are four key differences. Nature, focus, scope, and timing. So when it comes to the nature of goals versus intentions, goals are what you want to do or have, right? Process goals are what you want to do and outcome goals are what you want to have versus intentions are about the kind of person you want to be. 
Okay. When we talk about focus, goals are external to us. They're about achievements versus intentions are internal. It's about a way of being, right? Based on your values. So you can be talking about things like courage, strength, growth, family, kindness, generosity, service, freedom, happiness, right? Intentions are about what you wish to contribute to the world and how you choose to touch the lives of others. So scope, right? Goals are very specific. Intentions are broad and vague. And then timing, goals are always about the future, right? The destination, whereas intentions are about the present. It's about the journey. So goals help us to understand what we want, the direction to take, and putting a plan in place to stay on track so that we can reach them. But without being grounded in intention, focusing on goals winds up taking us out of the present moment. And it really creates an emphasis on what we don't have. Right? This is why you keep hearing people talk about practicing gratitude so that it's about appreciating what we do have. So for those who set goals like weight loss, when we fail to achieve them, the act of goal setting can lead to a sense of not only failing, right, failure as an event, but being a failure. So setting and living your intentions allows you to focus on who you are in the moment and to recognize and live your values. And you'll also notice when you do this, it raises your emotional and physical energy levels as well. So intentions give you purpose as well as the inspiration and motivation to achieve your purpose. So how does this translate into lasting weight loss, right? It means creating identity-based habits instead of the outcome or process-based habits. So if you remember my conversation with Sadie Simpson, we talked about eating styles and intuitive eating. So when you look at your eating style, here's a few questions you can ask yourself, okay? These are tied to being an emotional eater or an unconscious eater. Do you often eat meals or snacks while doing something else like working or driving or watching TV, right? Is there a lot of mindless eating? Do you find that you're usually too busy to eat, right? You'll accidentally skip meals and then you'll find yourself starving later on in the day or by the time you get home from work, right? Do you feel inclined to eat food that's available just because it's there, right? Even if you're not hungry. Or do you regularly eat to cope with emotions? This is a real big one, right? Such as stress, boredom, sadness, or anger. Maybe you're using food to distract yourself or even to numb, right? Or do you equate a lot of value in food? So you want to get your money's worth. And so you often end up eating past the point of comfortable fullness so that food isn't wasted. 
right? You're in that waste not, want not crowd, or maybe you're a member of the clean plate club. So again, these are all sort of how you would describe someone who's an emotional eater or an unconscious eater, right? Versus a professional dieter who is someone who's tried a lot of different weight loss programs. Maybe it's Weight Watchers or Whole30 or Keto, South Beach, right? You, you are very familiar with those. So maybe you think a lot about what you should be doing in order to lose weight and then feel guilty when you don't. Or maybe you tell yourself you've been really good during the week. So you end the weekend with a cheat meal and then you have to get on back on track every Monday or the cheat meal turns into a cheat weekend or cheat week or maybe even a month, right? And it's really hard to get back on track. There's almost this sort of, I ate really, really clean and then I feel like binging, right? So, or here's another one. You know the number of calories or points or the specific portion sizes for a lot of foods, right? These are the hallmarks of a professional dieter. So I find it useful to think of these as personas, right? A professional dieter, an emotional eater, a weight watcher, a careful eater, so someone who like tracks macros, counts calories, right? And then an intuitive eater. So in the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, he wrote, the ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. It's one thing to say, I'm the type of person who wants this. It's something very different to say, I'm the type of person who is this. In other words, what I want for you is for your actions to actually be a manifestation of this identity. Okay, so when I talk about personas, I think it's fair to say that we all have at least three. There's a public persona, a private persona, and then the hidden private persona. So the public persona, right, is that self-image we put out for public consumption at work, in a restaurant, on a plane, right? The private persona is the self-image we share with our closest friends and family. But here's the thing. When it comes to self-image, we all have two images of ourselves. There's the one we want to believe and the hidden one we really believe. And the hidden one is based on our subconscious beliefs. And if there's any conflict between the conscious and subconscious beliefs, the subconscious ones will win. So when it comes to achieving your health and wellness goals, if your subconscious beliefs about yourself are incongruent with your conscious stated goals, then there's going to be cognitive dissonance, right? So in plain English, what you think and feel about yourself is crucial to making change happen. So affirmations are great, but if you don't believe what you're saying, then they won't work. We got to get you to the point where you actually 
believe them. So when you become aware of thoughts that don't serve you, it's vitally important to challenge the story you're telling yourself about yourself. So for example, are you telling yourself a story of how you're helplessly addicted to comfort food to cope with stress and negative emotions like boredom, sadness, and anger? Right? Do you declare like I'm an emotional eater? Or do you tell a story of I'm working to reclaim the intuitive eater within me? Right? So as a refresher, the intuitive eater would think and say things like, I eat foods that I want and like without feeling guilty. I honor my body by eating when I'm hungry and stopping when I'm comfortably full. I love the feeling of moving my body. Right? I enjoy eating and don't spend a lot of time thinking about things like calories, carbs, or portions. Right? Or I trust my inner wisdom and pay attention to what my body tells me it wants and needs. Notice these are not the thoughts of someone who is on the weight loss struggle bus, right? This is what an intuitive eater is thinking and saying to themselves. So if we go back to the be, do, have model, being an intuitive eater means doing the things I just described. So if we start with intentions, right? With a way of being, you're asking what kind of person do I wanna be? This is gonna be based on your values, right? What's important to you? So what kind of person do you wanna be? Patient, kind, courageous, compassionate, happy, healthy, right? Always learning and growing. If this describes the kind of person you want to be, then I want you to think about what it would look like 90 days from now or even a year from now, okay? What would a typical day for this person look like? How would she structure her day? What kinds of things would she be doing? Who would she be spending time with? Can you picture what those things are? Okay, what kind of habits does she have? And I'm going to suggest some things here. She'd probably be eating nourishing foods. She'd be moving her body every day. She'd be paying attention to her hunger and satiety cues, right? And she'd be spending time with friends and family. And then we look at what she has, right? The be, do, have part. So what does she have? Well, the natural outcomes, right? The consequences of her actions. Look at what we just described. She has a different relationship with food. There's freedom around it. And she gets to spend time doing what she truly enjoys. So now you see what it looks like to have alignment between your intentions and goals. So when we set intentions and live each day with intention, We can open our minds to so many more ideas and opportunities. And yes, right? This 
way of being is definitely about being in a state of abundance. So if you want to quit dieting and let go of the diet mentality, the best part of living with intention is that if your efforts don't go as planned, right, you won't get lost in disappointment and confusion because you won't be attached to the outcome. And this is really such a powerful place to be because when you're grounded by your intentions, you'll be able to see yourself in a context that is larger and more meaningful than your goal-oriented activities around weight loss, right? Because it's not about weight loss anymore. And by being in touch with your intentions, right? Your deepest values, and then acting from this place, you'll actually become more effective in reaching your goals than when you act from wants and insecurities. So again, to quit diets and to let go of that diet mentality, you want to focus your energies on creating identity-based habits instead of outcome-based habits or even process-based habits, okay? So start with the be, do, have model. Ask yourself, what kind of person do I want to be? What matters most to me? And then make a commitment to align your actions with these values. And trust me, it is so much easier to take consistent action when you approach the goal from this place. Okay, and even better, (laughs) when you do it this way, the outcomes you desire will be the natural consequences of those actions that you're taking. So, of course, when it comes to learning new things, right, it takes practice. And that definitely includes creating identity-based habits. So, to start your day with intention, I highly recommend subscribing to my Morning Boost emails. And you can do that by going to moxie-club.com slash morning boost. It's all one word. And if you want a deeper dive into this, then I highly recommend that you go and download my Breakthrough 2021 guide where I walk you through all this. And there's a mini training along with it as well. All right. So to wrap things up today, I'd like to share a quote with you by Brene Brown. It's not about what can I accomplish, but what do I want to accomplish? Paradigm shift. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B.com and sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.